Welcome back to the Today Show. With us is award-winning author Anthony Summers, talking about Norma Jean Baker, Marilyn Monroe. When we talk about the, the Freudian theory and the, the most beautiful person in the world, uh, just before we went to break there, how do you, in your personal opinion, how do you feel that really plays on somebody emotionally and mentally? I think the core of the problem was that there was Marilyn Monroe. There was the person that by that time she'd presented to the world for years and been presented as by, by the nonsense that the studios pumped out and by the illusion of cinema. Mm -hmm. And hidden behind the, the, the real poor, real person who was in a weird way homeless and a lot of the time had no love and was the complete contrary of what people imagined her to be. Um, that's that's my last lasting image of her. I think very much the true image of the woman that died in August 1962. So I would like to ask you a little bit of a, of a personal question. We, we touched on a little bit of that she overdosed and that it's been ruled kind of towards a suicide. Do you believe that it was self-inflicted suicide? Do you think that, you know, the, the Hollywood got to her and that the world around her was in such a state that that was kind of her answer for herself? I, I'm not God and I wasn't in the bedroom um, in, in which Marilyn Monroe died her pathetic death at the end. Um, but I, as, as a journalist and somebody who for the last two or three months has been answering uh, the hundreds and hundreds of letters that I've had from, from viewers of the Netflix film and from read, readers of my book, um, I've always tried to answer all letters unless I I can see it instantly that they're they're from nutcases. Sure. <laughs> I don't reply to the nutcases, but I try to reply to to everybody who who's reasonably sensible and takes the trouble to write a little letter. Um, what was the state of her when she when she was late late in her life? Well, Dr. Greenson, the psychiatrist we've been talking about, said before he died, I should have played it safe and put her in, in a sanitarium, but that would have only been safe for me and deadly for her. Remember that Marilyn's mother was in a sanitarium or what I rudely called a lunatic asylum. Marilyn was afraid of, not surprisingly, of the idea of mental instability. And it was much simpler than that. This was a woman who had no real life. Mm -hmm. She, at 36, in, in her last year alive, she acquired very first owned property, even though she'd had so much money down the years. She'd lived in, in apartments, um, and so do millions of other people. But you'd have thought that somebody with the money she'd been paid might have owned her 
and owned her own property by that time. She moved into her own property. She had been having, and here we get back to reality and unreality again. She'd been having, I was going to say affairs. You might just mean she'd been having something that purported to be an affair with President John F. Kennedy, which was more of a swift passing thing in the night, as which was typical of, of President Kennedy throughout his life, a very unsatisfactory brief thing, which had ended. And now she was involved with Robert Kennedy, um, the Attorney General. Why had she become involved with Robert Kennedy? I don't know, because um, I wasn't there, but I'm satisfied that the, the liaison existed because I've talked to people who knew both of them and who, who realized this was going on. Did Bobby Kennedy get involved with her because he was asked to to to, to get her away from, from the president? I, again, I don't know that, but it, it would be a tip thing to happen. Was Bobby Kennedy, a very married man with, I think, about 10 children at that point, um, would he go with, with with Marilyn Monroe? Some people doubt that. But you know, I talked to the historian Arthur Schlesinger, um, who was the great Kennedy historian, right. um, and and he sat with him in New York at, at lunch, and he said, "Look, Bobby Kennedy. Yes, he was a very married man. He wasn't anything like the the the." the the womanizer that his his brother, President Kennedy, was, but he was a man, and he was on the road all the time. And when the bedroom door opens, of when Marilyn Monroe's bedroom door opens, wouldn't most men in those days have walked through it? And I, I think he put it well. You just can't count it. You can't say because he was a married man, there was no affair with Bobby Kennedy. Sure. There was something with both brothers, but it was something that she most of the time could only deal with at a huge distance. She was a sort of super above reality figure called Marilyn Monroe, dealing with sort of having affairs with people, two men who themselves were in some sort of stratosphere of ordinary life. It was all and it was all unreal and um eventually she she died feeling loved feeling let down the psychiatrist she she told him that she'd go to have have the evening the last day of her life with one of the important men in her life which was a fairly transparent reference to the Kennedys. And she didn't have it. And it was, in the end, just a case, I think, of a woman, a forlorn woman in a state of misery that a lot of ordinary people experience every day of the week. We're going to take a quick break, Anthony, and we'll be right back. 